This is the Radical RMT Podcast, where I talk to radical massage therapists, chat about the unique lifestyle we have in this profession, and cover topics we care about beyond the massage table. My name is Krista Dix. I'm a registered massage therapist with over a decade of experience. If you want an inspiring career that leads to an incredible life, stay tuned. Um, Okay, so some uh, random questions that I'm just curious about, maybe Mm -hmm. across the board for RMTs. Um, What does you, well, I guess to be kind of, what does your day typically look like? Like typical work day? Typical work day. Typical work day. Um, typical work day then, uh, three of my three of my shifts are, are afternoon mm-hmm. evenings. So on those days, uh, I don't set an alarm, uh, but I, just, I will typically be up seven-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. So seven-ish, get up come down um make uh mix some pre-workout into my water to satisfy my my caffeine addiction okay. um because i don't enjoy coffee okay and you know watch a few shows and or mm-hmm. play a game uh then when things are starting to hum uh internally then add some uh electrolyte mm-hmm. powder to the mix and uh, and top up the water bottle again and then train um i've been working more and more on getting the sessions uh to to cap at the 45 minute mm-hmm. mark um but it, it depends on what i'm doing mm-hmm. um in that particular cycle but but do that and then you know head for the shower mm-hmm. and and i try to i try to pace things out to sort of one hour blocks which yeah. is much more time than I need I mean I, I do not take long showers but I also enjoy not rushing right so that way it's like well if I if I train at 10 and then I'm in the shower at 11 and then I'm starting lunch by noon mm-hmm. and then I'm ready to go by one like that's way more time way more time than I need mm-hmm. but it means that I can sort of have a shower and then you're like wow right well I'm I'm done that, and I still have 45 minutes left or something. Yeah. And so maybe I'll just sit and read or, or that sort of thing. But then, yeah, it just sort of progresses mm-hmm. from there as far as now it is time to make food and then leave for work. Mm-hmm. I like to be at work. Um, I like to show up a half hour yeah. before hands-on. Um, I feel that's a good window to give me, again, more than enough time to make sure the table is at the right height if I need to mm-hmm. adjust it since I keep my table higher than most. Um, it gives me time to set up my own music Mm -hmm. because I do not like at all the typical spa stuff. Yeah, what kind of stuff Um, do you like to listen to? Anything real. Real, okay. Real. Uh, So I have my extremely old uh, iPhone uh, 3GS Mm -hmm. that has been struggling, but is still plugging along as my MP3 player. Uh, And so I bring that into the room with some um, with some speakers mm-hmm. and stuff. And then depending on the day will of course depend on my mood or if I don't know the person at all, mm-hmm. that may impact the music choice. Yeah. Uh, so I have a mix that's mostly soft vocals, but it's okay. still, it's still actual music. Okay. Uh, if I've never seen the person before, so I don't want to challenge them right. too much right. right out of the gate. Um, 
so often that. But depending, honestly, especially on a Saturday where it's just like, you know what, it's just, it's nice out and I'm here and, you know, let's get something fun and bouncy mm-hmm. and let's put in that pop mix, which is mostly 80s music. Okay. And if somebody wants me to change it, I will. Yeah. And absolutely, because some people just, they want the, the typical mm-hmm. experience. And I mean, if that's what you want, I, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I guess, I can accommodate. Um, but otherwise it runs the, it runs the range of yeah. sort of classic and, you know, an alt rock mix. Uh, every now and then, I just listen to my running okay. playlist, yeah. which is all over the place, but kind of has a, a bit more of a an upbeat yeah. kind of thing. And uh, but yeah, I want to set up my music and pull all the files. I like to prepare my receipts in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, although now that I have ones that are are fully personalized, um, I try not to fill out anything that I can't uh, that I can't save for another day. Mm-hmm just in case, right? Because yeah. even even though we have online uh, booking, even though people get the confirmation email and the mm-hmm. reminder email, you still end up with no-shows yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where, again, I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't remember what the actual cost per receipt is, but you still kind of feel like that's an extra kick in the teeth where it's like, not only did I not get paid, I just lost 75 cents. <laughs> you people are stealing from me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's like, I'll just rip this up. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I try to prepare as much as possible. And then with the half hour, that means I also have time to just, well, basically screw around, chit chat with my fellow RMTs, talk mm-hmm. to the receptionists, just yeah. whatever. Yeah. So if I'm running, for me, if I'm running late, then I'm only there with 20 minutes to spare and I feel rushed, but still have ample time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much time I, I mean, really, really, you don't need much time if your table's at the right height then all you need is one client file and you're good to go mm. um i like to take a little more time and it's not it's not so much a uh, i don't have an explicit routine uh or a mindset practice or something like that that i do before i start but it's just as i'm pulling files i'll of course also double check do i need to put in a new sheet for more treatment notes or, mm-hmm. or that kind of thing as well as look at it and go do i know who this person is and so on, but I don't, and maybe, maybe not, I'll, I'll start thinking about, oh, right, this person, so I need to make the following changes, or, oh, well, you know, this one's pregnant, I better yeah. change the table, yeah. that kind of stuff, but, no set routine. but yeah, and then, um, most of my days are sort of two till eight, okay. then, and so, typically, back to the house by 8.30, and then, more food, some version of sitting around right. <laughs> relaxing yeah. um what's the most worthwhile investment you have you feel you've made time money energy relevant to being an rmt whatever whatever the, most, the biggest investment that is a huge question well, I'll give you an example from the book of Tools of Titans that you've got behind sure. behind you there. You remember the Amelia Boone um, piece there? So her, yes. if that like that was the biggest investment for her was her entry fee, mm-hmm. I think, to her first Tough Mudder, because that led because to that everything led to... else. Mm-hmm. To, so, is there an example like like that that you can see that chain hmm. happening? Well, of course, with that example, it'd be easy to yeah. say it's like, oh, well, my first oh, warrior yes. dash, of course. Um, 
man. I mean, certainly uh, that kettlebell okay. was, was a big one. Yeah. Uh, certainly as far as I would say, honestly, in the last two years, I think I've learned far more, if not several times more, uh, about, about, and I say fitness, I mean, regardless of the goal, but exercise related Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Whether, whether it's about body composition, you know, whether it's about losing fat or gaining muscle or getting stronger or faster, whatever, I've learned more about all of that several times over in the last few years than I had in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just, it's appalling how little I know. Okay. Really. It's, it's like, how, how is it that so much important stuff escaped my notice? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, whether you blame that on the, on the kettlebell or, uh, we could take that a step back further and say library card. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause a lot of my reading these days has actually been free. Yeah. Acquisitions, borrows and, and return. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, there's so many. Yeah. See, now that you're on the roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are bad recommendations you hear in our profession or your area of expertise? I don't know if these are necessarily the, the worst. Um, these are certainly just things I have heard, uh, heard read mm-hmm. recently, uh, like in the forums oh, yeah. and stuff. Um, and I do regularly consider whether I should just, you know, leave the forum because it probably enrages me more than it provides value. Um, but I, but I, I mean, I think it's important. It's it's important for us to, to interact, Mm -hmm. you know, with our peers who are beyond our immediate peer group. Mm -hmm. There's, there's value there. It's just sometimes it's too much. But anyway, um, so like one of the recent ones are, ended up with an argument of people talking about sort of the, even just the idea of stay in your lane. Yes, you you need to be fully aware of what is within and not within your scope so that as a professional, you are behaving appropriately. And yet, I feel people so often will talk about like, well, that's not your area of expertise, so you can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like you can talk about anything you want. Mm-hmm. Is it smart to engage your clients in politics, religion, and money? Mostly not, right. probably. But you can still talk, yeah. you know? And and it, it's like that. And yes, there's a fine line, right? There, there's just like we don't diagnose, mm-hmm. but we have an obligation to assess. Mm-hmm. But that also means you can't, well, actually... I did once accidentally potentially convey a diagnosis, um, which is to say uh, somebody gave me like a, a bundle from their doctor and I was just kind of skimming through it. Just And then I was just like, oh, you didn't mention you have diabetes. They're like, I don't have diabetes. It's like, uh, I am going to recommend that you read this and discuss it with your doctor yeah. <laughs> because – because again, it's like the the rules about what is or is not a diagnosis are fairly clearly yeah. outlined, and it is not for me to tell somebody they have yeah. <laughs> diabetes. Obviously, that's well outside of my role. But which is why, with an assessment, right? It's like, well, you have the signs and symptoms of the following, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. You're, the injury that you have described is consistent with, yeah. right? It's 
where we spend a lot of time uh, carefully protecting our words, yeah. insulating them from sounding like we know what we're talking about. That's true. Right. And but that's yeah, that's how, but yeah. but that's that's it. I mean, diagnosis is not our province. Yeah. You know, but with the rest, it's like, oh, well, you're not a personal trainer, so you shouldn't be giving fitness advice. And it's like, there is not a single personal trainer designation that I'm aware of that touches Mm -hmm. the amount of time that we have spent on anatomy and exercise, let alone Mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. Right now, I mean, again, I'm sure it's different school to school. Um, I was at CDI and we did two rounds of Remix and each one was a 40 hour course i'm sorry is there a personal trainer designation that it takes 80 hours and no no there isn't right so and and i'm not being critical of personal trainers Mm -hmm. well i am often but that's a different (laughs) a different thing um in, in that personally i don't believe in paying somebody to count my reps but or or rent me a treadmill but again, that's a different thing. But it's just, but this idea that it's like, no, no, well, you don't even know. And then people get into this argument about how you don't know what I know and how arrogant of you, how arrogant of you. Mm-hmm. But I think that too often stay in your lane is used as more of a reprimand to suggest that where do you get off thinking you know something? Where do you get off thinking that, that you can help people, right? Or somebody will misspeak and mm-hmm. like, right. We're, we're RMTs, so no, I don't diagnose. But I can and do disagree with doctors on a regular basis because if somebody comes in saying, oh, well, my doctor says I have, I have such and such, right? It's like, oh, I have the shoulder pain because I have bursitis. Oh, do you? And part of me inside is going, oh, that's exciting. <laughs> let me let me feel this bursa because, of course, in, in school, nobody in the class has, has a bursitis. So it's it's not a palpable structure. You just have to prove you're in the right spot. Yeah. So you're like, yes, <laughs> let's palpate one of these swollen yeah. bursa. Where is it? It's like, okay, you don't have a bursitis. Right. Now I can't tell them they don't. Right. Right. But instead, I would just say, okay, so have you had, and, you know, you start discussing symptoms and so on. And they're like, no, no, no. Have you had? Yes, yes, yes. And then you suggest, well, it seems to me that you have symptoms consistent with, mm-hmm. you know, something else, because it's it's never bursitis. Right. I, I'm sure it is at some point, but yeah, again, more often than not, it's like when people say they have a pinched nerve or something else. Again, most of the time, it's not what they say. So just as you have to accept, well, they're lay people, and I mean, they're saying things to the best of their understanding, and and then you assess to try to find some truth, but. But it's like, oh, no, you need to know your place. It's like we're, we're half of the time arguing that we need to be something that makes us health professionals, not just, you know, relaxation people or something. But at the same time, it's like, oh, well, don't get too full of yourself because, you know, there are physios who do that. There are, you know, there are chiros or, oh, you should recommend to an osteopathic. It's like, why would I recommend to a non-health professional? Mm-hmm. I mean, I may suggest... As a, if somebody, if we are talking about, but again, there's that difference between am I sort of prescribing, which we don't prescribe, but if mm-hmm. am I actively suggesting you should do the following things, or am I just saying, oh, well, you're you're talking about this. Have you have you taken on a trainer? Right. You know, have you tried? Right. Um, I'll only rarely suggest somebody see a Cairo, mm-hmm. but I will frequently ask if that's on their radar. Is yeah. that a thing? Is that included in your healthcare? Is that a thing that you do? Because 
all of these things inform on each mm-hmm. other. But I think I, I think this whole you know stay in your lane thing is all too often just this push to not be better, almost. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yes, there's always a danger that somebody may misinterpret your conversational discussion as active advice from their healthcare professional you yes but i think in the same vein i see more therapists not doing the fullness of what they can do because they don't want to be held accountable in case mm-hmm. what if mm-hmm. right because honestly it's like well it's much safer not to do remix because then they won't hurt themselves doing exercise or if they do it's not my fault right Right. It's like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just not do glutes because that way I can't be accused mm-hmm. of doing something that I shouldn't. Right. And, and it's like, but, but the glutes matter, <laughs> right? This, this, this muscle group is, is important. And, and well, this is again, getting way off topic as I do, as is my want. Um, but I think even with this whole signing off thing, it's like, I don't see how it protects them anymore. Mm-hmm. I see it more protecting us, but also I feel it's just one more layer of adding sexualization rather than removing sexualization from the body. So anyway, as I said, that's way off to the side. But I think think that idea, I think there's too many self-limiting ideas or it's like, oh, well, you haven't taken that course, so you can't do that. It's like, really? How do you figure Who's this person to even teach in the first place, mm-hmm. right? You've we've got RMTs, and I'm not saying they're bad or, or anything. So I mean, I, I love educators, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, okay, well, this person teaches a course on you know body mechanics while working. Yeah. Are they certified in that? Right. Of course they're not. Right. They're just offering a course. Yeah. Do they know what they're talking about? I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Right. But this idea that oh well, you need a certificate, you know, you can't, uh, you know, it's like oh, you want to use you know some variation of grass and gua sha, you know, the the instrument assisted sort of stuff. It's like look, if if you have any knowledge of anatomy, which you should, if you have any knowledge of treatment, which you should, you should be able to look at the thing, see a single demo, and go, I can do that. Yeah. It's not hard. Now, are there special things? Sure, mm-hmm. learn more. Mm-hmm. But this idea that, oh, well, you can't do that because you're not certified. It's like, who's this person to certify? All they are is some guy who made a thing. He's no more qualified to teach me how to be a health professional Mm -hmm. than my personal trainer is to instruct me on fitness. Mm -hmm. Like, that sounds so arrogant. (laughs) But, But, again, like, they may or may not be, but the certification doesn't matter. They're not a regulatory body. They have no authority to issue a diploma. Right, because they're not governed by education, they have no authority to issue a certificate of practice. Right, because they're not a governing college; they're just some organization who said we do this thing. Mm-hmm. Here's your certificate. Yeah. It is as valuable as a medal of participation, because yeah. that's all it is. You yeah. showed up. Here's your certificate. Yes. Thank you for giving me money. Doesn't you forgot you to show up, but if we already gave it in advance, which some places do. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to show up, yeah. right? So it's like, and, and again, most of the rules, like, oh, but you need to study it to know the contraindications. It's like, look, most CIs are so obvious. Yeah. I'm not going to elbow drop the pregnant lady in the stomach, okay? I'm not going to overpressure the eyeball. Like, yeah. th- this is not 
right? Like most of the time, it's if you know the starting point of the principles of what made you an RMT in the first place, you should be able to apply it. Now, will that make you as good as somebody who's done more rigorous study? Maybe, maybe not. But you're certainly in a place to begin. I mean, for myself, I practiced uh, with a gua sha tool um, that was gifted to me, uh, came in a little, you know, out of Chinatown, mm -hmm. little pack of plastic. It was like $5 for the whole kit. So I'm playing with this little thing, and it's like tried it out on my Achilles and so on. And again, it's like I read about it, watched video, and, and so on. You try it a bit more. And then with a client, you sort of ask. It's like, well, this is a thing I'm learning. Yeah. This is a thing I'm looking at. Yeah. It's like, okay, give it a try. You do it because you have an established competency. You have established trust. Mm -hmm. You do it. They find the benefit or they don't. You use that feedback. That's what being a clinician is. You, you should be doing your own research, which would then tie into one of the next things is I think the push for evidence-based practice is, as a word, there's nothing to disagree with. Mm -hmm. But in practice, too often it comes down to this, oh, but that's not a proven thing. It's like, and that's the exact kind of thinking that sets everyone back yeah. by decades, mm -hmm. right? You will have somebody, you know, you'll have some news story about the latest, you know, discovery in fitness. If you do your research further, you'll find this is something that some of the greats of the sport have been doing for decades like the masters who taught them learned it from their own who are long dead mm -hmm. some of the stuff that is now commonplace in the gym was stuff that was still being done like that that was first being pioneered in the 70s the 60s or earlier and it's it's the new thing so i think sometimes the the evidence-based focus when it comes to only accepting double-blinded research studies you're potentially closing yourself off from a wealth mm -hmm. of information, especially when most of it is easily testable, right? Like if I don't, I don't know your if you've done anything, say with with like fascial work, and all, uh, these days there's so many um, things saying that it can't be done. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you read about it, and honestly, I mean, you just go back to your textbooks. There's at least a little bit, yeah, and then you try it. Is it addressing the fascia? I mean, at this point, how would I even know, honestly? But the originators of it said it does. And other people are saying, well, that's impossible. But can I test the technique? Yes, I can. Is it within my scope? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can I test it on a client? Of course. Does it work? Yes. No. Right. Then, it, you know, you'd kind of just do your own thought process and bring it down to that binary of does it work? Because right. if it is helpful for the body on the table... And within scope and all that mm -hmm. stuff, how much more evidence do you need? Right. You know, you can argue about placebo. You can you can argue it's like, oh, well, that's that's just sort of you know, or people who want to dismiss you know biopsychosocial models of pain or whatever. It's like, but does that matter? Like honestly, it, and this is way outside of our scope. But sometimes I do question: what is the morality if you could actually just give a person a tic tac? This is going to take care of your pain. Mm -hmm. If it does, mm -hmm. is that less than this is a drug that's going to destroy your liver and your kidneys. It may ravage your intestines, and there's a 70% chance that it will take care of your pain. Also, occasional side effects include suicidal thoughts and, you know, yeah. the list goes on and on. 
is that better? Like, is the placebo effect bad? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I mean, it's, I'm not saying I have an answer to this question, but at some point it's also just, it's like, uh, like I've seen some of the things talking about why Epsom salt baths don't work. And then another set that say why they do. <laughs> yeah. I'm not prepared to do the work myself. But I know when in school we had, that was one of the homework assignments, go take an Epsom salt bath, whatever. I was like, it was a bath. I don't, I don't know. But if somebody says to me, oh yeah, every time I'm sore, like I take an Epsom salt bath, I find it really helps. Wonderful. Yeah. Is it ethical for me to try to disabuse them of the notion that it's working? Mm-hmm. You know, to be like, I'm sorry, what you think works doesn't work. Mm-hmm. If I'm successful in conveying that, if I successfully nocebo their placebo, have I provided them with value? Especially when it's something so innocuous. I mean, it's an Epsom salt bath. I'm not worried. I mean, it's not like they're like rubbing it into their eyeballs or, you know, it's, it, they're not hurting themselves with it. So if they're doing a thing that they find beneficial, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, it's different when you, because I have had a client who talks about how she was sleeping on tennis balls mm-hmm. on the spot. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's why you're bruised. Mm-hmm. That's why it hurts all the time. At this, like at this point, this is probably making things way worse. Yeah. And in her case, honestly, to the point where she was, I think, getting close to actual decubitus ulcers. It's like okay. you are risking giving yourself bed sores to deal with your quote unquote knots. Yeah. This is a behavior I should say something about. Mm-hmm. But if they say, oh, yeah, it's Epsom salt bath, it works. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> glad that helps. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I I have I have a big issue with that sort of cause anything that I feel lowers the bar. Mm-hmm. I find upsetting. Mm-hmm. It's like we should we should be working to do better. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want to wrap up there? Is that all right? If you'd like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I can just keep talking. I know it's great. Um, okay. Do you have any? Final ask, recommendations, next steps, or parting thoughts? Recommendations? Rants. <laughs> so many rants. Um, recommendations. Something that maybe I don't Closing know. thoughts. Yeah. Anything that you're doing that you want to share? Anything that you recommend people I think, should be doing? I think most of it is so so basic mm-hmm. um i can only assume it's been said before and hopefully taught in school and whatever but uh keep learning mm-hmm. absolutely always you know mm-hmm. i think i mean as, as, again especially now i mean given given internet articles um books the library ebooks audio audiobooks yeah. um you know, you can still get things on CD, play it in the car, whatever, the opportunity for learning. Um, and I, I personally haven't had a chance to look at our, our new continuing education yeah. stuff. I haven't looked that over yet. Um, but no matter what it says or what is required, mm-hmm. I would still say just, just keep learning. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't always need to be RMT related. Uh, for one, sometimes you find things provide value in a very roundabout way. Yeah. And sometimes it's just any education, I think elevates you as a person it it increases your value to the people around you mm-hmm. um almost whatever it is mm-hmm. uh so so definitely keep learning would be i think probably the biggest 
the biggest one. Love um, it. After that, I just run off on an exceedingly long list of books to read and okay. <laughs> so on. Well, we can um, include the ones that you did mention to me uh, in the email. We can put them on the website. And then where can people find you if they want to reach out to you or if yeah. they want to get your list of, of books from, <laughs> from you themselves? Excellent. Uh, so if you were to do a search um, at Nathan RMT, Nathan being misspelled N-A-Y-T-H-U-N, rmt uh you'd find my instagram profile if you do that search on facebook that's my my uh facebook page for for coaching and so on um or and hopefully it's up and running nathan.com n-a-y-t-h-u-m-u-n uh we'd recently switched providers um there's a high probability that the previous provider was actually running a security scam where they kind of shut down your site without telling you but keep charging you and then when you check in because you tried to show somebody something and your site was not there um and then it's like oh well well there's there's malware on your site it's like you mean on your servers it's like and until you fix the problem we can't put it up except there's no problem that can be found and I haven't uploaded any files mm -hmm. since, you know, and so on. And it just sort of starts okay. to, and even then I'm not uploading files. I'm just filling in the WordPress box yeah. to write a blog post. So there's no avenue for me to have infected the site. So, but it kind of comes to that and it's like, oh, but for this, for only, uh, you know, I think it was, I worked it out. It was about a $2,000, 2,000% increase. Mm -hmm in the cost you know we can we can make sure this doesn't happen right. it's like oh that's delightful and and turns out that is actually highly probably yeah. a scam so found <laughs> but either way so in the turnover the the site's kind of been up and down and up mm -hmm. and down uh, a few times yeah. so that'd probably be the best right. <laughs> option yeah. uh if yeah. it were reliable which at the moment it isn't but okay. hopefully that'll be be fixed soon so okay. in that sense as far as speed of response then um Instagram or Facebook are probably faster contact points. Okay. And your handles at, um, does it handle your names at, on Instagram are the same? Yes. Nathan. Yep. Nathan, N-A-Y-T-H-U-N-R-M-T. That's all from the Radical RMT this week. Thanks for listening to this short episode featuring Nathan Walton, registered massage therapist. For a full episode with Nathan, please check out episode number 14. If you have questions or a comment about something we talked about today or about the massage therapy career in general, please send them to podcast at theradicalrmt.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review, subscribe for future episodes, and share this podcast with another Radical RMT. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have an awesome day.